The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right, patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever. You also get Breaking Saints News Podcast, Saints Player Grades, early access to shows, and behind-the-scenes access. Plus, you get access to our Discord channel, where you can talk Saints 24-7 in private with other Saints Happy Hour listeners. And you get our world-famous booze bundle with four swag items. Amazing. So sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. That's SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. All right, everybody, welcome to another Disney Saints Happy Hour podcast. It's time for Twitter Spaces post game. Uh, the Saints are two and four. They lost a gut wrenching football game today to Cincinnati. Um, here's the thing with this game that is really makes it so hard for me to deal with is. I don't know that the Saints could have played any better today. Listen, they were down three wide receivers. Their secondary is horrible. They didn't have Lattimore. Their safeties are horrible. And they played kind of as well as they could play. Yeah, they stunk in the red zone. But you know why you stink in the red zone? You stink in the red zone when you don't have your top three receivers and your blocking tight end goes out and your Taysom goal line package, you can't run it like you want to. So, like, that was part of the – uh, part of the issue today. Andrew, you with me? Andrew, you with me? Yeah. So, I mean, th- that was part of the issue with the Saints, man. They, they, they're so banged up. Like, they had limitations, you know? And, Andrew, of all of it today, I feel like Dennis Allen, I feel like his defense let him down. His front seven stunk. Like, they couldn't. They couldn't, they couldn't pressure Burrow, and they're just not very good. Like, I've seen them for six weeks. Like, Cam Jordan's just a dude. Davenport's MIA, and the rest of them are just guys. And their defense isn't good. It's like the 20th best defense, and you ain't winning nothing when you got the 20th best defense and no receivers at Andy Dalton, man. Like, that's just life. Ralph, can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, um... Yeah, this one's this one hurts. Not gonna lie, this is a tough one. Uh, the Saints had this; they they had it in the bag, and uh, they let it get away. And um, to me, Cincinnati decided that they weren't gonna let this the offensive line lose this game for them. I, so I, I kind of saw clearly that from an approach standpoint, Cincinnati said we're gonna spread our receivers out. 
We're not going to run the football too much. And we're, we're, we're going to attack with short precision passing. And we're, we're going to take two to three yards at a time on the passes. And then we're going to stress Chris Harris. We're going to stress Teron Matthew. We're going to challenge Paulson and Debo. We're going to see if these guys can tackle. And they didn't. And to me, to me, that's the difference in the game. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I, I heard Dennis Allen talk about the red zone offense and lamenting that they didn't produce points. But what, what more could you expect of that offense? You know, 26 points, like that's pretty good when you consider that Andy Dalton is your backup quarterback and you're missing – Andrews Pete leaves the game, so you miss your left guard. Troutman, your, your best tight end, leaves the game. Uh, so you, and you're already missing your top four receivers if you want to say that Deontay is their, their fourth receiver. So, I mean, they're missing so many guys, like 26 points. That's about as good of it gets. Like, of course you're going to struggle in the red zone. You don't have the mismatches. And succeeding in the red zone is all about having mismatches. The Saints don't really have the personnel for that. So I, I don't really buy that. And it's just like, to me, the story of the game is the secondary didn't tackle. See, that, that was the whole game plan for Cincinnati. We're going to attack their secondaries tackling with short precision passing, and they just didn't get it done. Yeah, and, and also, too, you know, people – and I was even guilty of this on Twitter where I was like, oh, well, Jamar Chase, he scored with two. That's not the worst thing that could happen. But here's the thing. Like, if the Saints – if they make if, – if Teron Matthew, if he makes that tackle, yeah, maybe Cincinnati drives down and they kick the field goal at the gun and you lose anyway – or maybe the Saints defense can reset. You get a sack. You, you had your three timeouts. You, you used your timeouts. McPherson kicks a field goal with like 40 seconds left. And the difference between the Saints having to score six and having to score three without their top three receivers, without Trout winning the block on the Taysom package, like that's enormous. So like to say that the Jamar Chase touchdown didn't really hurt him, it killed them. And oh, by the way, listen. I'm not going to say anything bad about Honey Badger because he's LSU and he's family and we love him, but I'm just done with him. He's it's it's over and he's terrible and like get. Didn't you just didn't you just say something bad about him? I did, but like I don't want to say any more. Like it's just yeah. you know. Well, but, I'll say I'll say more. Look, I I'm as big of a fan of him and Jarvis Landry as anyone, but like both both of them, other than Jarvis Landry having a great first game against the Falcons, like they've both been complete duds for. And you know, Teron Matthew in particular, like uh, how could you not look at the tape, see how he's playing and say, this dude can't tackle. This dude can't, can't get to the ball. Like the, the, we, we should be attacking him over and over. So look, I, I think th this is, to me, this is where, look, first of all, Joe Burrow is a baller. I, I thought Joe Burrow had a great game. He did a good job getting the ball out. I thought he got the ball out accurately. Uh and he's a stud. So, you know, he played a good game, and I think that's a tough offense to, to defend against when Burrow's dealing that way. I thought they had a good game plan, you know, so give him credit for the offensively the plan and the execution that they had. That was solid. Uh, the Saints were fortunate to kind of get a fumble in that game, which helped keep him in it early and give him an early lead. But, you know, whereas some of these other games, right, where we were blaming Pete Carmichael, because maybe the offensive line wasn't picking up blitzes or Jameis Winston was throwing the game away or, you know, the, the un undiscipline and the penalties on the offensive side of the ball, like none of that happened today. And the penalties were, I mean, there are a little bit of penalties, but the penalties weren't bad. They, they weren't out of control. 
The Saints never turned the ball over. So I thought Pete Carmichael called a great game here. And at, at the end of the day, this team lost because they couldn't tackle. And that, that, that's the biggest takeaway here. And that is firmly on Dennis Allen. So, like, when you want to talk about turnovers, offense not putting the ball in the end zone, Jameis Winston failing you, the offensive line failing you, whatever, like, I, I can give Dennis Allen a pass through those things because then I look at it as, well, give him a good offensive coordinator who can figure it out, and Dennis Allen will be successful because he's a great defensive coach. But, like, the last two weeks, this defense has been legitimately awful. And I know they won against Seattle because the off because Taysom Hill went God mode. But like this defense has been legitimately awful the last two weeks, and Dennis Allen has nowhere to hide. Like I know he's missing Lattimore, but now like I do think this falls squarely on coaching and on his shoulders because if your if your defense isn't tackling, that's the whole reason he got the job. Ralph is that yeah. he's a great defensive coach. So if you're laying an egg defensively. Like, to me, that starts to feel even more squarely on the shoulders of Dennis Allen. And I, I'll say this. Like, I think a lot of this defense, man, like, it got old, like, in rapid succession. Like, I don't know. Davenport's not old, but he's – he's. I mean, their defensive line, you could argue they need four new bodies across the front. Like, Onyemata's just a dude. Cam Jordan is nice, and he's going to get the sack record for the Saints, but he's not – he can't Jordan, Cam Jordan can't be your best dude anymore, and it's a huge problem. I mean, the defense it just got old. It got old all of a sudden, and that's how it goes. Sometimes we got a bunch of people that want to uh, that want to talk. We're gonna go freaking about football. What you got for us? Uh, hey, um, I mean, is it sad that this is probably the best game I saw the Saints play this season? <laughs> um, uh, I thought that like. Right before the fourth quarter, if you had told me like the Bengals are going to win this game, I, w- I was going to be like, yeah, they probably they might, and I think this would have been like, and I think like still it would be a good point on Dennis Allen's like re- resume as a head coach, just because like they finally fixed a lot of their errors. But like the way they lost that game, like everything that they had fixed in those first three quarters just came back to by like special teams screwed up. They started playing like they, they played stupid. They missed tackles, like all the things they were committing. Oh wow, they fixed all this stuff, and then it's like, oh nope, all came back right at the very end. So I don't know. Like I, I don't think the season's done because, like again, you you win against Arizona and you're three and four entering a mini buy, but like I don't see them beating Arizona. So I'm, yeah. I mean. They're, they're gonna... I, I I don't know. I, I actually totally see them beating Arizona. I mean, they're in, again, they're in all these games. Like, look at all. Yeah, but they also like and... they find a way to lose those games. Is my thing. Like, well, they've won two, but but my point is like these games, they're coin flip games, and I just think when you're in these games all the time, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. But like, yeah, I mean, this this is a seven and ten team. Maybe six eleven, but like, but like, this is what this team is right now, and I have no illusions about them going to the to the playoffs. But like, I do think like when you think like, oh yeah, this team's definitely losing next week, they're going to surprise you and they might win that game because because they're playing pretty good, like they're decent team, and like they're they're in these games, 
And like, I, I think they're going to play just well enough to give you hope and then disappoint you the following week. Like that's, yeah. that's how it's gone all year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of hang around a little bit with the Cardinals, but you know, I'll say this about Blake Gillikin, Ralph. I know he's had a strong leg. He's been promising, but like to me, the punter position is not a guy that makes or breaks your, your, your games. Typically, you know, that for a punter, like he, a punter flips the field anywhere from 30 to 50 yards most times. And, you know, it's kind of nondescript. There's some hidden yards there and you could look at special teams and say, you know, we should have done this better. We should have done that better. But typically speaking, the punter is never liable for winning or losing you a game. You can't do better than that in that situation. You should get cut. And I, I'm, I'm being serious. I, and you know me, Ralph, like I tend to see the force through the trees. I'm not a prisoner of the moment guy like you. But like a punt like that in that situation should get Blake Gilligan cut. And if he does get cut, I would applaud the Saints for doing it because you got to find a punter that's not going to make a mistake like that in that situation. It, it can't, it just can't happen. Worst case, worst case, he's punting for his job Tuesday. Like that's, that's to me, that's the worst case. Like you can't shank that punt. You either punt it out of the end zone or you get a good punt and you pin them deep. Like you, you can't shank it. Um, freaking about football. Are you, are you, are you really panicked that Philadelphia is getting a top 10 pick now? Oh, I think they're going to get a top 10 pick. But, like, I also resolved myself, like, two weeks ago thinking they're going to get a top 10 pick. And I'm just like, move on. Like, it it, it, it sucks. It hurts. It's also, I don't think, like, the death nail that I think Saints fans wanted are, are considering it. Like, it's going to set you back. But it's also not like, well, they lost a top 10 pick. This team's screwed. Uh, like, I think you just you, you deal with it, I think. Yeah gave up the number two pick in 2000 and they overcame it so maybe it'll be but thanks freaking about football all right well, well um, Ralph here's here's the thing about the 10th pick like it's not like they just gave it away like they have Olave and Penning to show for what they gave away so you know Penning look Penning would have been nice to have today you know they they ran for what 250 yards and they would have ran for 350 with Penning you know what I'm saying so like he would have been nice to have today. Olave would have been really nice to have today. So I, I, I just like, yes, losing a top 10 pick will be brutal. And we, we should justifiably kill the Saints or make bad decisions in terms of just roster construction. Like, well, Mickey Loomis makes a mistake. He, he, we should crush him for that. But I, I like in a vacuum, just saying we don't have a pick seems to imply we have nothing to show for that pick, and we do, right? I mean, the Saints moved up to get Chris Olave. If Penning, if Penning's good, it's fine. Like if, if because because the thing is with the Saints, at least those two picks that they spent, Olave and Penning, like those are premium positions, and those are hard to find positions. It's not like the Saints tripped up and they got a or some shit and, and right? we know we already we already know a lot is good like he, he he legitimately could be the rookie of the year this year and yeah. so i mean we, we we know a lot is a stud and penning we'll see i mean that, that could go he could be a complete bust he could be a decent player but i think if penning ends up being armstead quality let's say he comes back from this injury puts it all together and he's your stud left tackle for a while 
then I I don't think we're sweating losing the ninth pick overall too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it and and, and it also depends on what they get back. So thanks for speaking about football. Camara's left hook. What you got for us? You call me left hook today, man. You know it's the right hook, man. You know he gave him that right hook. That's why he's <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's uh, about to be down to a mill right now. But he's he's good though. He he ain't do it even if he did. <laughs> aren't too good. They misspelled Louisiana on the filing. Oh, really? <laughs> Kamara caught a break with the lawyers for the guy who's suing him. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. As as heartbroken as I am about the loss, um, I think we like. I think I, I keep seeing everybody saying we found a way to lose the game. I don't think we found a way to lose the game so much as we just lost. Like, I mean, they're the better team. They have the better quarterback. It would have been nice, really nice, to have a good franchise quarterback in that situation. In that, On that last drive, it would have been great to have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. We get yeah, it. Mean, it would have right. been great to have a great quarterback. Olave was the difference in, in almost beating Minnesota or getting right. into You know? Right. And then, um, I mean, as far as the draft pick, I – I'm going to say I have to disagree. Um, I I think that this draft pick is big for us because it's the difference this time in a quarterback or not. Seriously, we need a quarterback. <laughs> and well, be, uh, but, but listen, I mean, like the Sean Payton, the Sean Payton thing's still out there. I think that that's the one thing we have to remember, and they, they right. probably will be picking in the, in the first round. And you know, if they want to package 2023, 2024 to I, go up. They might they might be in the top ten. Will we pick high enough to get into the top ten? I don't I don't know. Like is is could that Sean Payton trade bring us back? Okay. That Best case scenario, the Sean Payton pick is gonna be between fifteen and twenty-five. Hmm. But here's the thing. Let's say it's let's say let's say the Saints get the eighteenth pick for hmm. Sean right? Because it's 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 probably gonna be like a nine and eight or eight and nine team. That's like we're going to fire our coach out of a cannon and we're going to get Sean Payton, charge whoever, right? So if you're picking 18, you can package 2024 right. and you can get to nine, get your get the get the quarterback you want. Here's yeah. the quarterback draft. To me, C.J. Stroud looks really good for Ohio State. The rest of them, I don't really like. I'm not mm-hmm. a Alabama quarterback because I'm not a fan of – six-foot quarterbacks. The Saints already had a six-foot quarterback that was a unicorn. I don't right. think another one. Get me a dude who's 6'3 and looks like a quarterback. Like, Bryce Young ain't it, and he's frail, and he's already heard in Alabama. Like, no. Like, Well, everybody's talking about uh, Hendon Hooker. I, I don't know too much about him, but every, uh, I've seen a lot of, well, mostly tweets just about Hendon Hooker, and maybe he could be uh, he could be a guy. Look, guys- look, guys. I mean, I just think when you look at the, the the joke possibilities of saying the Saints ditched Jameis for a hooker, I mean, yeah. the jokes make themselves. I mean, that for for that alone, don't draft him yeah. just because uh, of the jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for the jokes. No, but I look. I mean, he played unbelievable last uh, yesterday against Alabama, and you know, I, I will say this. When I was watching Hooker in Tennessee yesterday against Alabama, shades of Deshaun Watson putting Clemson on his back and beating Alabama in the national championship, like it, it felt like that. And mm-hmm. I was, I, I was like, before my very eyes, I was like, "Holy shit, we're watching Deshaun Watson take over a game." That's that's what it felt like. And so, you know, I, 
maybe I'm being prisoner of the moment with this too, but I, I w- I'm not going to lie. In that moment, I was like, heck yeah, I want to draft this guy. Well, last thing is I just think that um, I think that at this point, we've we've seen enough from Andy Dalton to know that he's not going to lose us games. He can just be a game manager. We found our identity. It, it, I mean, I don't know why we lost it. It was always in the run, but we found our identity. So I think they're going to put Jameis back in for a little bit. By the time they realize, again, that Jameis is not the guy, it's going to be obviously too late. I mean, I don't see us making the playoffs anyway, but by the time they realize he's not the guy, it's going to be too late. I don't see him coming in and playing any better than he was uh, uh, in the beginning of the season. But I, I think Andy will be the be the quarterback moving forward. Yeah, that, that, that's good stuff, Kamara Righthook. And, I, Ralph, I just want to say this, and thanks, as always, Kamara Righthook, for, for jumping in. Um, Ralph, I, I, I see this as a situation where, yes, Andy Dalton is playing mistake-free. And today there were no mistakes. Like He didn't have the turnovers. Uh, Andy Dalton is a safe, efficient quarterback. And I thought, again, today he, he did Andy Dalton things. And I mean that in a positive way. But you can't win with Andy Dalton unless he's supported by a great defense and offensive pieces. And he was not supported by that today. And so when you get in the final two minutes of the game and you need to go down and you need a touchdown, he's not really – he's not – Rodgers, he's not Russell Wilson in his prime. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not any of these guys, right? So, like, yeah, I'm not surprised that he wasn't able to get it done on that final drive because he's Andy Dalton. And so, like, for Andy Dalton to win games, you can't blow tackles. You can't have a 12-yard punt or whatever it was. You can't, you know, like, you can't play the way the Saints did defensively. Like, you you need Josh Allen. You need Patrick Mahomes to bail you out if you're going to play defense like this. So I, I do think the Saints will go back to Jameis Winston at some point because they're going to feel like, yeah, our defense isn't good enough to carry us. And then Jameis will probably have games where he looks great and puts a superhero cape on like Taysom Hill did. And then he's going to have games where he gives it away because he's thrown too many picks. And maybe they will go back to Andy Dalton. And it's going to be a revolving door. The bottom line to me is this is a bad team, Ralph, so it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they play. It doesn't matter. And, like, here's my thing. Like, it doesn't really matter. Jameis isn't – he isn't the quarterback long term, and it's just this simple. Like, he's been hurt two years in a row. The Saints aren't going to invest in a guy that's come on off a, a, a busted-up knee and a broken back. Like, that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah. I, Neither is Andy Dalton, by the way. But, but, but Andy Dalton – Andy Dalton doesn't have anybody in my mentions saying that he's the guy. Like, they ha- they still have a block of Saints fans that think Jameis is going to be the guy. And, like, they're saying, hey, Jameis never got this offensive line protection. You know, when, he- when Jameis gets back healthy, you'll see. when Because the Saints offensive line is playing better under Andy Dalton. But what they don't understand is, like, sacks are a quarterback stat, man. Like, Jameis takes sacks. And, like, you know, I don't, like, We'll see. Like, I think, I think that I think Jameis is coming back for the Raider game. I think we get one more. I think we get one more week of gin, uh, we, we get one more week of ginger fever in, in Arizona. But we'll see how it goes. Butterich, what you got for me? Man, I was told not to get disappointed in this game. Yet somehow, I kind of still feel. I mean, this defense just feels sl- very slow. It feels it's all like right. the older players are just are kind of losing their step, especially Honey Badger. 
Like, Honey Badger, like, I hate to say it, but all the nerds and all the naysayers, they were like, there's a reason nobody wanted that dude till May. And I was like, no, it's Honey Badger. You don't know what you're talking about. But, dude, the NFL told you what they thought of him when nobody wanted him. And the Saints signed him post-trip. And, and really, honestly, let's be real, Andrew. I know this is – I know I said I wasn't going to say mean things, but, but, but this is real. Like, if the Saints would have got Brisker or the guy from Bale or Petrie, if they'd have got the safety they wanted in the second round, they wouldn't have signed Honey Badger on Monday. Like, they'd have been like, we got the safety we wanted in the draft. Like, it just – it didn't fall like they wanted. So, they were like, all right, we'll sign Honey Badger. Let's take it. Let's take a shot. But, like, even the Saints, like, didn't really want him. Like, we wanted him as fans because he's Honey Badger and we wanted it because it's fun. But, like, the Saints, they didn't really want him. I, 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 do, I do wonder with him how much of it is physical and how much, like, just declining, right? Like, he's old or whatever. And how much of it is psychological? Because when, when it comes to tackling and making yeah. a bunch of business business decisions and not not really being engaged visit physically, is that a injury thing? Is that being old, or is that just mentally you're checked out? And I I, I wonder if he's kind of not really into it, and he's kind of forcing himself to play because he's on the Saints and he feels like this destiny thing, and he he's trying to will it into existence, but like. He's not really there, you know, and we know this. We know he had some kind of issues in training camp. He missed a couple – several days, over a week, like a week and a half of training camp, and we still don't know what that was all about, but we know it has, like, some family or just struggles yeah. and mental health implications. And, like, I, I just – like, on the other side of that, like, is he still struggling with something? I don't know, but he's checked out. He is checked out. Have you been thinking of becoming a Saints Happy Hour patron? We have an offer you can't refuse. Sign up, and if you don't think Saints Happy Hour is the best daily Saints podcast and you aren't having a blast chatting on our private Discord channel with other Saints fans, we will refund your money. No questions asked. If you sign up at the $10 level, you can even keep our Boost Bundle welcome gift after the refund. You have absolutely nothing to lose, so go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right, patrons get access to every show ad-free. No ads ever you also get breaking saints news podcast saints player grades early access to shows and behind the scenes access plus you get access to our discord channel where you can talk saints 24 7 in private with other saints happy hour listeners and you get our world famous booze bundle with four swag items amazing so sign up and never have to suffer through another ad again go to saintshappyhour.com that's saintshappyhour.com and sign up today I was really hoping Zach Taylor would be a full Zach Taylor, but he had a good plan today. It was very disappointing. Yeah, but one thing I'm so disappointed is that we still have not been the goddamn Bengals in the Dome since 1994. Unbelievable. And it's like, in 94, I want to say it was like a season finale or something. Yeah, it was season finale, it was the season finale of the 1993 season. Oh, yeah. So like, and and they like had been eliminated from the playoffs. That was the year they started five and zero. Just disastrous. I mean, 
But it's, I think it's time to say, like, the defense – like, because I was one of those people in the early in the year. I was like, listen, Tampa – Tom Brady didn't want to get sacked and and like the pass rush Atlanta was weird and they were they were you know Mariota defending him is weird but like I've seen it for six weeks like defensive line like it ain't it like they don't like they don't get the pressure they need they don't get interior push Davenport in a contract year is just invisible like this defensive line like it's not good and the thing that's so frustrating is they invested in Davenport they invested in Peyton Turner. Like, they're going to have to go back into the draft and into free agency to try to fix it. And they've already invested resources. It isn't like other positions where, like, at least with safety, right, you can say, hey, Marcus Williams left. We signed Honey Badger. It didn't work. May looks pretty good. We got to go draft the safety. We got to go. We got to go add talent there. Like they added talent in the defensive line, and it's not coming through. They got to. They're gonna have to go. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this, man. Like I, I really do think, and not not that I think this will turn the season around, but I, I do feel like there's a little bit of complacency on this roster. There's a lot of guys, Dwayne Washington, Zach Bond. Tano Passigno that have been on the bottom half of this 53-man roster. And and here's the thing, like, you can live with Onyemata and Davenport disappointing you. If guys like Granderson or uh, just or, uh, Tano Passigno or Contavious Street, like, if they're, if they're stepping up and making plays for you, you don't feel those veterans not, not delivering on expectations as much. And, and the thing for me is that, like, no one is stepping up. They've gotten nothing out of Granderson. They've gotten – like, I'm like I'm thrilled that Malcolm Roach is back because he's one of the only ones in the interior that's actually doing anything. So, I, I do think the Saints this week, if I were them, I would cut Passigno. I would cut Gilligan. Go get yourself a new punter. Go get yourself a young defensive tackle. Like, put guys in there that are hungry, that want to play, and, like – Give me a couple decent snaps. Show me something. Because right now, I just feel like the reserves that go in there, they're dead weight. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I just, it goes back to Sean Payton, like, make it. I, I think Dennis Allen throughout has been very safe. He's gone with what he knows. Uh, all the decisions that have been made from a personnel standpoint are consistent with, like, what's out there, what's understood. There, there has been no, like, let's go find the next Taysom Hill, like putting Rashid Shaheed out there was the first, like they went, he roasted Eli Apple on a deep ball. And then he took one to the house on an end around. By the way, we're going to talk about that more on Monday. Cause I just won the UDFA competition. Just so you know, that's done. That's dusted. Okay. That's over. All right. Put that in the bank. I won. I'm a dynasty. Cause I won every year and I won again, but I just want to say. Shaheed takes that to the house as a UDFA. And, and now, like, he, he's taking Deontay's job. Like, he's taking it, right, at least for now. Where has that been on defense? Can you please find me yeah. a guy? I don't care if he's a UDFA. I don't care if he's a seventh-round pick. That can at least come in. I don't need him to – I don't need him to have 10 sacks on the year. I'm just saying make a play here or there. And I just feel like personnel decision-wise, the Saints have been very safe with going with what they know. And at some point, like, you got to give these young kids a chance which is what they did with Shahid today. I want to see that at defensive tackle. Yeah, and, and thanks, Butter. The one thing I, I will say that's really interesting here, Andrew, is this is the first time 
since Dennis Allen came back and has been, you know, they fired Rob Ryan, obviously, in what, 2015, and then Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator of the last six games. This is the first time since Dennis Allen's been here since 2015, we're seeing regression on defense, right? Because when he came in 2015, it was a dumpster fire inside of a chemical dump, right? So the defense was terrible. So as he took the baby steps in 2015 from being the worst defense in NFL history to just atrocious, and then in 2016 it moved to being bad, right? And then in 2017 it got good, and it's been good from 2017 through 2021. This is the first time, Andrew, we see regression. So I'm curious to see, like, what is Dennis Allen? Like, what, you know, to your point about cutting dudes, pulling levers, benching dudes, like, what's he do? Because this is the first time since 2015 we've seen this defense go backwards. So I'm really curious. Yeah, there's only so many times that you can allow guys that cost you games and, and perform poorly before you start having to make changes. You know, yeah. and at some point we get to that. I've seen enough thing. Anyway, Ralph, yeah. I, I got to run. I know a lot of people want to talk, so I'm going to jump and, and let you kind of finish the space. But I will just say, you know, th- th- this was one of the more disappointing losses as a Saints fan that I've experienced. And I just don't feel like this team e- each week it's a different thing. And that's what bad teams do today. It was Gillikin with a bad punt. It was the poor tackling. Uh you know, in some weeks it's been the turnovers and the penalties. We really didn't get that today. But to me, the common denominator besides just I, I still think there's a deficiency in coaching, and I think that falls on Dennis Allen potentially. I, I just think this team feels a little old. It feels a little safe in terms of the, the personnel and the roster. And at the end of the day, they're banged up. We, Michael Thomas wasn't there. Olave wasn't there. Landry wasn't there. And I think it's important for us to remember that. And on some level, I, I don't know that I want to call this silver lining necessarily, but what Pete Carmichael has been able to do after we've all been calling for his head the last yeah. two weeks, I, I actually think offensively this team has turned in some incredible things. And if you, if you want a silver lining here, to me, it's the play of Cesar Ruiz. Uh, we, yeah, we we got to give that man his due. And I, I'm going to go on my soapbox for a quick second here because I, I feel like we have been crushing him for the better part of three years or two years, however long he's been on the team. Uh, and he's turned a corner. Cesar Ruiz is a good player, especially in the run game. And uh, he looks like a first-round pick. And who would have thought with Michael Thomas down and Alave down and Jarvis Landry down and QB1 down that this offense would be a top-10 offense in the league uh, that, that's a fact, by the way. That's not me just like saying this out of thin air. Like the Saints statistically are a top 10 offense in the NFL, believe it or not. And a big reason why, while they're missing all these guys, Michael Thomas, their starting quarterback, all these guys that are missing, the reason why is because they're running behind a pulling Caesar Ruiz. None of us had that on our bingo card. None of us. Yeah. And thanks, Andrew. And, and I'll say this like Pete Carmichael. He's fine. Like, he's a good – he's he's not a genius offensive coordinator, but he's fine. Get him weapons. Get him a quarterback. Get him a young Andy Dalton, and the Saints can be fine on offense. Like, he's not – like, Pete Carmichael isn't the problem. Like, and, and he got weird today with Taysom and the Troutman injury. Low key. I think, I think the, the Troutman injury was – 
a critical blow in the game because it really made their red zone hill too hard, too far to climb. You know, you, you, you needed to be able to get weird with Taysom in the red zone. And I think without Troutman, it, it wasn't really possible. Um, but Andrew's got to, Andrew's got to jump. Kamara's lawyer. What you got for us? Yeah, man. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before I get started, man, Saints Talk New York on YouTube, man. Check me out, real quick promo. Anyway, let me just uh, let me just get into let me so let me be the bearer of good news, okay? After this loss, right? Because listen, I'm going up and down on Twitter. I'm like, yo, it's like, and I, I had tweeted something, I, and I don't really get a lot of interactions on here, but when I tweeted, you feel me? It's not that it's not that big of a deal. I mean, a lot of people overreacting. I had so many quote t- tweets of just like negativity bro and I get it bro we lost you know what I'm saying there was mistakes you know what I'm saying but listen if I told any of y'all in here put your money up on the Saints to win this game you know what I'm saying with no Marshawn Lattimore Olave you know what I'm saying game time decision out you know what I'm saying I mean this is I get we're home and you know any game is winnable and blah 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 but it's like bro like nobody like not a lot of people expected to win this game and i'm not trying to use that as a thing where it's like ah well you know it's not an excuse because we're in it you know at the last second yeah no we definitely could have won this game we should have won this game we was up by nine at one point but it's like listen bro i'm I'm basically echoing what andrew george was saying when it's like bro like there's a lot of silver lining here you know what i'm saying and i and I, and people attack me for that bro like a lot I, like people just feel like they have to like drain in this negativity the offensive line has been improving week after week. I know he touched on it, you know, Cesar Ruiz. James Hurst looks legit, like legit enough to hold it down until Penny comes back at least. You know what I'm saying? Like, the offensive line has played well week after week after week. The holes have been there. Kamara looks like he's getting back to his old self. You know what I'm saying? Dalton, for what it's worth, is running an efficient enough offense to keep us in this game. The Saints got the ball down on four last session of the game. Nobody really expected Dalton to take us down the field and score a touchdown. I'm just being realistic here. He's not that type of quarterback. That's what you need a top ten quarterback for. You need you need, you need that guy to take you down the field. Could it could have happened? It wasn't going to happen with the with the with the three. You know the th- the reason why the Saints' offense was so good today and was Dalton is positions where he had to make tremendous plays. Like they're running the ball down Cincinnati's throat, and they could kind of hide their crummy wide receivers, right? But at the end of the game, when you need a touchdown. You need dudes to win. And like Callaway and like that group of guys, like it's not, it wasn't going to happen. It was going to take, it was going to take Cincinnati fucking up at the end of the game. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like our receiving core is so depleted, bro. It's so depleted. And listen, Cincinnati, for what it's worth, they're not a bad defensive team. You know what I'm saying? Like they get to the quarterback. Trey made himself known on that last on that last drive or the, the drive before that, knocking the ball out of Dalton's hands. Like this is a decent defense that we're going against. And listen, we're two and four. Tampa Bay is sitting pretty at three and three right now. Okay, can we not can we not act like the season is over? We're one game back. We have to beat Tampa Bay next time we play them. Absolutely, we have to win the division games. The Carolina loss might come back to hurt us for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because that was easily the worst loss of the season because Carolina's terrible. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like, wait for the guys to get back. Dalton looks like, you know, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen with Jameis. I'm sure they're going to wait till he's 100% and then put him back. But it's like, you know, a, a lot of a lot of silver lining, like how Judge mentioned, that nobody's talking about. Everybody wants to talk about two and four. The season's still early with this division and the NFC. The NFC's not that good. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you, Tamaris. But it, look, it, it was it was frustrating today because if you get the if you just freaking find a way, you're sitting there and you're like, we're three and three with Atlanta, we're three and three with Tampa. Yes, we have a ton of problems. Yes, we're probably not a good team, but you know what? We're tied for first. So and and now you go on a short week to Arizona and two and five just feels like the abyss. Um, Joshua, what you got for us? Joshua, are you there? Hey, Joshua, you, you I'm here. Me? I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. I'm here. Um, I really feel like this team um, is, to me, with Dennis Allen, I think the reoccurring theme here is you're a step behind every decision that he's making. And that usually Sean Payne's a step ahead. What I mean by that, deciding to blitz – during towards the end of the game rather than using that sparingly throughout the game to get a sack. I mean, that was, those were, those were huge decisions like that or waiting to like, Hey, let's, let's put in Winston. It's like, no, put in, put in, uh, you know, Dalton, that's a decision, you know, a game too late, a decision too late. And I feel like those are the, they keep piling up with all these decisions. I think that's fair. The one thing I'll say for Dennis Allen today is, look, it's on him, the tackling and the defensive line being being crappy. But as far as, like, in the moment, in the game, like, if you're him, what the hell do you call? You blitz. You're, you got there some, but you, you, give, you give Burrow and Chase what they want. And T. Higgins, they want to hit chunk plays on you if you blitz. And Burrow has sh- showed at times in the game he could beat you. You can't tackle. So what do you do? You rush for it. So, like, Dennis Allen was up against it today. And that's not to excuse him uh, because it falls on him on the defense. But, like, it was a hard it was a hard moment for him today. Joshua, I, the thing is to me that's so, that's so frustrating is so much has gone wrong. Like, it would be one thing if they were two and four and they were healthy. And you were like, listen, they got Lattimore. They got three wide receivers. They are stinking. Jameis is healthy. What is happening? But the injuries are just so frustrating. Going on two years now. Yeah. Uh, if we had Michael Thomas, honestly, we would have we would have won that game. And to me, this solidifies Dalton starting because Dalton literally went out there and had the exact same receiving core that Winston had last year and did way be- a way better job. Yeah. Um, thanks, Joshua. Um, all right, I want to get to uh, I want to get to you, Bill Bixby. You're the you're the Tampa fan. Tampa's a Tom Brady's washed. I said it on Twitter. The dude's washed. Nobody gets to play forever, him included. Like, hey. uh, well, that was a bad weekend for me. If you guys want some of Alabama safeties or corners, we can have, we can hook you guys up. You know, but uh, but. I said that about Brady beginning of the year, he's washed. And we're probably in the same situation as the Saints where you may have to be realistic and do some sort of a rebuild. It's like when I watch your team, I think the defense the defense is just old and slow. Uh, because you got some guys that's, that's a little long in the tooth and maybe they just have to go in the draft and find younger guys on defense with some more athleticism, some more speed, and may have to make some tough decisions to make a trade or two to get some picks. And the one thing about Dalton, I know people look at numbers, which the numbers weren't that great, is that, you know, I don't care who you have a quarterback, you're not going to check down and dump it on to the running back to a win when you're down, like when you're down the end of the game, you got to go 80 yards. 
And uh, but I still think if the Saints do pull the pull the band-aid off, say let's rebuild this roster, I would say just get a veteran quarterback like a dog and just take the lumps so you build your team back up. And maybe you have to look at another coach, man. Because yeah, I mean, part Saintsville is they just kind of stuck. Like their their roster, they're locked into the roster. They can't really move away from Demario Davis, Cam Jordan. Like they're kind of stuck in this roster for this year, next year. It's kind of like that's how you play with the salary cap game, and Tampa's done it too. Like you can move it, you can finagle it how you want it, but like eventually comes due. And like it's fine. Like I have no problem Saints being like. Because here's the thing, they the Saints might be two and four. It might have gone wrong. They might have been wrong about believing in Jameson, all of it. But the Saints this offseason looked around the NFC and went, the NFC blows. We're gonna try to do something this year. And like they're right. They were right. They were they're right. It, it hasn't worked out for them, but the NFC is garbage, like from top to bottom. You know? Like you can say what you want. Like, Dallas's defense is great, but Cooper Rush is, like, completing eight passes a week and winning games. So, um, my thing, Bill, before I let you get out of here, I think wins will get you south. Who's going to get it? Who's going to get to nine wins? Yeah, because all jokes aside, you guys are still not out of it. <laughs> you just got to get – See, Ralph, here's the thing, right? You guys have had no continuity all year long. People are out. Then when these people come back, the other guys are hurt. You have no continuity. And so if y'all get some of that, you guys may make a run at it because my bucks aren't that good. We have no speed on offense, (laughs) you know, and we got an old wide quarterback. So you guys are still winning, just being honest. All you need to do in the NFC South, is win, have a good month, go three, four. Like, I'm serious. The Saints, if they get, if they're like five and seven, they'll still be in the thing. Because here's the thing like, Tampa lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is atrocious. You know? Um, so, but Bill, thanks you. Thank you, man. All right. We got it. We got to a couple more people. We got Jay Bordeaux and, uh, and ECIV and Troy. Jay Bordeaux, what you got for us? Yeah, just to continue off of Bill, what Bill said, like, I, again, I'm more encouraged about this game than most people because, again, when you told us going into this game because we lost Olave, Landry, Lattimore, Michael Thomas, we thought, like, oh, my God, we're going to get our ass blown out by Jamar uh, Chase and uh, Joe Burrow and a crew because they're a good offense. But the fact that we lost by, like, four points and we had the lead – like it's like we're there. We just need a couple of pieces there just to finish the deal, and that's why it's a little bit more encouraging than this courage for this loss, for the most part. And like Bill said, the NC is horrible. <laughs> like this is a dumpster fire of a conference right now. And the frustrating yeah. to me, the most frustrating of all of it, is I said this morning. I said, look, for the Saints to win this game. They got to run for 125 yards, which we did. They got to have shenanigans on special teams. They got which we had. They got the shenanigans on special teams, and the defensive line needs to show the fuck up. And And they did for some parts, like that one drive before that touchdown drive. We had two great sacks 
that kept uh, well had him to a long field goal, but uh, the my problem with it is that they didn't have the personnel to finish the deal uh, and had that shanky punt. But it's like, why wasn't Taysom Hill there? Because all you need to do, and the Bengals knew, the Bengals knew going into this game, we're not going to let Taysom Hill beat you with the legs. Well, sure as shit, Taysom Hill did beat them with the legs for the most part because he was running the damn ball as well. So I don't understand why they didn't. That was the most frustrating out of this whole game was they didn't use Taysom Hill at that last drive to, you know, to eat clock and let them burn timeouts on us. And that was the frustrating part of this whole thing. It's almost like, you know, we got to remember, like, Taysom Hill is very injury prone, but I'm with you, man. Anytime it's like third and less than four, I'm like, why isn't Taysom under, why isn't Taysom in the shotgun? What's going on? Hey. And you saw the report. You saw the report this morning. Be like, well, how the Bengals are going to stop Taysom Hill? Like, you know what? We're going to have a box defense, no coverage. We're going to make Taysom Hill throw the ball. Well, we saw a couple of times where Taysom Hill threw the ball and threw it for first downs. So like that did not work for them. So I was like, I'm kind of surprised they didn't stop there. You know? Well, and thanks, Jay Bordeaux. But I'll say this about say this about Taysom. And it this is this is a, a credit to Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael has gotten much weirder and sort of leaned into the Taysom offense way more than Sean Payton did. Like Sean Payton, even when Taysom started, we were always like, man, he's like trying to make him like a normal quarterback. Like, what is this? What are you doing, Sean? Like, like let's be like semi wildcat with Taysom, and he never did it. I really think as long as Taysom Hill is 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 healthy. He gives the Saints such an advantage on offense. He really sets their floor because teams know Taysom's going to get the ball 10 to 15 times. He's going to run a ton. He's going to throw. And let me tell you something. Like, he, he threw the, the, the famous Taysom, I call it the arm punt today, where it didn't, it didn't work out. But let me tell you something. When you got Michael Thomas, you got Alave. Maybe I don't know about Landry because he's just old and maybe he never comes back. But you get a couple of quality wide receivers, then you really got something with Taysom. And teams have to respect it. They have to prepare for it. And it's a freaking nightmare. And here's the thing. Like, since he's defense, this is the worst they looked all year. Like, the Saints beat the crap out of them on the ground. Like, Cincinnati... Their fans going into this game was like, uh, like they, they were like a little bit worried on offense because their offense has been struggling. But they were like, "You're not scoring. Like we're gonna we're gonna shut Taysom down. He's gonna have 30 yards, and you're gonna score 13 points. Like that's what they thought going in. And the Saints clubbed them over the head. So I think as long as Taysom is healthy, the Saints' offense is gonna have a nice floor. They've sort of found something there. Um, all right. EC, ECIV and Troy, ECIV, what you got for us? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm be honest with you. You know, I, I, I want to be positive. I want to look for some sort of silver lining, but I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of it at this point. Cause you know, two and four is, you know, it'd be different if we had Drew Brees back there and we two and four, I'd be like, all right, cool. I got my man back there. He could win us games, right? It, it's, it's, you know, he could climb us out of this hole. Bro, we got Andy Dalton back there and, yeah. and, and Jameis, who's, who's hurt. Like, 
it's 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 fine to look for the future. It's like, oh, we got these weapons, man. They all hurt, man. You know what? We 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 injured like this all the time, and at this point, it, it, it's looking to be the norm, right? It, it's it's looking to be the the point of where all right we not going to have these guys on the regular like Michael Thomas, right? And Jarvis Landry, right? And it's, it's this Jarvis Landry, you know, coming, came off a big injury, right? And has injury problems before in his career, right? And, and Michael Thomas has now, you know, developed these injury problems. So, I mean, you know, this Saints team who's supposed to have these weapons and everything, it, you know, the NFC may be bad, right? But we're on the bottom, <laughs> of the bad yeah i mean they lost you know what like the 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 more i think about it like the one thing that just i want to slap dennis allen in the face is like start and taste him against carolina because if you start dalton against carolina like you win the game and they're three and three and they're the same team they are as they are two and four today of losing to cincinnati like they have the same problems but you just feel so much better about it because you're tied for first you know yeah you got you got a short week uh, ECIV, you got a short week. You go in Arizona. Yeah, and, it, and, and Arizona's a good football team, or, uh, or at least at least a, uh, a good football team in terms of the their pieces that they have because they're going to get D Hop back. Of well, course, you know, of course D Hop plays when he plays the Saints. You know, of course we get that. We get that game. Their defense is old and sort of underachieving, like the Saints. But we'll see. The one thing I, I will say is like this is how decline happens in the NFL. You draft great. You build your team. You get like a three- to five-year window. The Saints had it in 2017. Even, let's say, last year they had a playoff window. So you had five years where you won. And then you guys get old, and you start to decline, and you have like a seven and ten or an eight and nine year, or maybe you go nine and eight. And you get in that mode of, man, if our guy, if they could just get healthy, if they could just get healthy, we'll be fine. And you do that for a couple years, but then you realize at the end of it, you're like, they're never getting healthy because it's football. And, like, your shelf life as a player goes from really good to off a cliff. And, like, that's what happened to Atlanta. Like, they won a bunch. They went to the Super Bowl. They had the year in 2017 where they went and went to the playoffs again, lost to Philadelphia. And then in 2018 and 2019, they were, like, kind of contenders, kind of in it. And they were like, if our defense can just stay healthy, we could be good. But then they finally realized, they're like, you know what? It's not. It's never going to happen. We're moving on. We're pulling the plug. We're we're, 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 we're nuking it. You know, in the Saints, like, that's going to come. Like, either if it's not next year, it'll be the year after. Like, this roster's old, and it's time to change. Um, but the thing that I'll say is everybody's going to take a victory lap on the Saints, the nerds and everybody. But the Saints were right, and I would have done it the same way they did it. They thought they could compete. It hasn't gone right in any way. The thing that the Saints cannot under any freaking circumstances do is and i don't care if they beat arizona i don't care if they beat the raiders to get the 4-4 what they cannot under any freaking circumstances do is at the trade line burn top 100 picks to chase a division title or a playoff spot like those days are done like the yolo fun mickey loomis like it was fun and i appreciate it and i'm glad they did it because when you got a chance to go get a ring go get a lombardi you go and freaking do it no regrets but at some point in life you got to be like 
nah, I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't wager 2,500 at the blackjack table. Like at some point you have to stop. Troy, what you got for us? Man, I just want to see our offense healthy. Like if we was healthy, we did probably want to lease one or two more games than we got right now. Then our punter, he was probably like the best punter last year in the league. And now he looks like shit. I just don't know what the hell he got. Like, what happened to him? Weird, man. Punt, punting. You know what? We got we got spoiled so much with Morstead. Where we did. He was just so consistent. And punters, man, most teams, they cycle through a punter every two or three years. Like, punters are like, I don't know if you're, if you're a baseball guy, Troy. But like, yeah, I was like the Red Sox fan, but yeah. Punters are like punters are like middle relievers. Like you can have a dude, and he'll be like lights out for two years, and you're like, that dude is money in the sixth and seventh inning, and then the next year you're like, dude, he can't get, he couldn't stole out, and it's just like it's gone, and that's mostly how punters are. But well, we had the leg, we had Morstead for like over a decade. And, like, we got used to, like, you always have a good punter. Like, no, like, most punters run hot and cold. Like, it's probably, like, 50-50 that, that Gillikin's the punter in 2023. Like, and he even won, what was it, uh, special team player of the year last year because he had, like, what, like, six punts inside the five-yard line in a month. What dude, happened to that? <laughs> dude, dude I, I, thanks, thanks for joining me, Jordan. I'll say this, like, Gilligan last year against the Redskins is the greatest punting performance I have ever seen in my life. Like, it, it, he was the MVP of the game. He won him the Washington game because he just kept pinning Washington back and back and back until the Saints got it together. And now he's a basket case. So because here's the thing, like, his bad punt today, you noticed it, but he's been quietly, like, either hitting them short or out kicking the coverage and the guys are getting 10, 15-yard returns. So, like, Gilligan's been low-key awful this year. And, like, today he was, like, out in the open awful. Um, all right. Uh, Adrian, what you got for us? Man, there's there's a lot of things with this season so far that have just gone not even just horrible, but just plain out bad. But I think you see it with the whole league and not just the Saints. Um, you see it with Tampa, with the Ravens, with the Packers. And you see all these good teams supposedly start sucking. So it puts, I think, you in a, in a more – I'm not freaking out as much as a lot of other Saints fans are, to be, to be fair. But I'm definitely concerned with a lot of the things that – I'll tell you this too, Adrian. The one thing that's really – you know, the last set, five to seven years, offense has really kind of lacked defense. And the analytics, and look, we bang on analytics and the nerds. They have a lot of great stuff. And their point was passing is so much more efficient than running the ball. Why would you run the ball? But now teams on defense were like, we're all this nonsense. We're going to go too high. And guess what? Either you're going to run the ball or you're going to have to go 12 plays down the field. We are not going to let you hit explosive plays, and it sort of made off. I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of coaches in the NFL, they don't trust this the world, with flooring, bay, and different places. And maybe they will, and maybe by the end of the year, the offense is back, back where they are. But, like, I think that's the point. 
I just think, man, the NFC sucks because all the good quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. All the good quarterbacks. AFC. And here's the thing. Like, if you think the NFC sucks now, Brady's going to leave Tampa. Then welcome to the shit show of quarterback in Tampa. You get to join the rest of the NFC South. You don't have a quarterback, and we're and we're pining for. That's going to be. He might be washed. You don't know if his elbow is going to get better. The ramp don't look good. So you plug out. You take out Matthew Scott. Then what do you have in the NFC? You got Jalen Hurts, who he's been great, but I'm not so stud quarterback. You have Lance, Scott. maybe not even like he's played how many snaps in the NFL, and it's got, his second. Yeah, he's got Dak. Dak is like Dak is like an iPhone six. Really good. Really great, but he's kind of not what one in twenty, right? Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'll just say this: it's, today was very frustrating. Uh, Adrian, thanks. Today was very frustrating to me because of the short week against Arizona. I just feel like it's going to be so freaking hard for the Saints not to go two and five. Like they needed today desperately. But on the flip side, if they could some kind of way beat Arizona. We'll be talking ourselves into it. We'll be like, they're three and four. We didn't even want to beat Cincinnati. That's an AFC win. Arizona's an NFC win. That's better anyway. Now we got the mini bye. We'll go and beat the Raiders and get to four and four. So it just takes a little bit of hope. But, like, I just get back to what Andrew says. Like, the Saints aren't good. And good foot, bad football teams, like, atrocious football teams just lose every week in the same fashion because they suck. The coaching is abominable. And you look at them and you're like, Carolina, they can't score. They're Matt Rule. They're atrocious, right? And you're like, ha-ha, they're terrible. But, like, most teams that are bad are like the Saints. The coaching isn't terrible, but it's always going to be, ah, this week it was they couldn't tackle. Next week, ah, they fucked up on special teams again. You know, the week after, ah, god damn it, it's back to eight penalties. Like, it's always going to be something, I feel like, this year. But – the thing with the Saints is they're in these one-score games. You just got to hope they cut, break it, they break out. Um, you know, we'll see. Uh, T-Rex, what you got for us? T-Rex, what you got for us? How you doing? How, anybody can hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Man, I'm so disappointed by this football team, man. This team's a joke right now. Like, I say this um, – I say this like since uh, Dennis got hired as a head coach, I don't believe in Dennis Allen as a head coach. I don't believe in Pete Carmichael. Pete Carmichael played court and sucked this season, especially in the red zone tonight, today. His red zone, his red zone play court sucks. What do you expect in the red zone without like the red matchup? Like the the red zone is about. You got to have a dude that can get open and win his one-on-one matchup. Like, the Saints are down three receivers. I thought people, like, Pete Carmichael, like, they scored 26 points. Like, I don't know what more he could have given them. Especially the two-minute offense. The two-minute offense is it's too predictable to me. Like, I, I knew, I knew as soon as we didn't get that first down at the two-minute warning, we're going to lose this football game because the defense keep missing tackles. They missed way too many tackles today. The, those tackles, with that Joe Bowen tackle, that was bullcrap. The 19-yard touchdown one, that was bullcrap. Yeah. Jamal Chase, that, that was ridiculous. Yeah, well, like, 
thanks T Rexy. Like Honey Badger, Honey Badger was the tackling today was atrocious, and and Cincinnati, like the thing was, as Andrew said, the thing that's so frustrating is, our Cincinnati looked at the Saints and was like, "You're not gonna be able to freaking tackle us," and the Saints were like, "Yep, that's it, pretty much it." So that's frustrating. Like this, like tackling is a pride thing, and they just they just didn't get it done. Um, so here we go, uh, King Petty. What you got? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, every week is something. It is. Every, every week, week is something. Pretty much, you know. Look at the losses and look at the wins. If it's not, you know, Jameis, it's the defense. If it's not the defense, it's the penalties. If it's not the penalties, it's special teams. Overall, I pretty much think Dennis Allen needs to be jumped off ship. Uh, and I, this might be a wild take, but we may need to let go of certain players, a.k.a. it hurts me to say, the slant king, Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, he's played about, you know, maybe one game, two games in about three years. Uh, we might need to clear some space to get some players that can tackle or catch the football. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, the thing you got to hope for for the Saints is that they get a first round pick, maybe more for Sean Payton. You know, if you if you get a if you get a mid first round pick and you get a second or a third round pick, that can energize what they can do. Um, but listen, this defense is old. The one thing I will say with the Saints, though, I, Lattimore, he's going to get back. He is still great. I think Marcus May, as bad as Honey Badger's been at safety, like May has been pretty solid, I think. I think May was a nice signing. So you got Alante Taylor. He had a couple of good plays against Tampa. Maybe he can get back. Like you got you got a Debo. You got some youth in the secondary You can that you can build around. You got uh, – you know, Pete Warner is best player on the team, I think, on defense. Uh, Demario Davis, you worry about him for next year because he's been playing good. He's been kind of playing himself back into form, but he's going to be a year older next year. Thing for me, man, is I don't – you can't fix that defensive line. Like, you – that defensive line fix, that's a two-year fix. Like, that is a – got to invest in draft picks and fix it. Like, that is not – an like there's some things in football, King Petty. Like you can fix, you can fix fast. Like you can go if you don't have a running back, you can get a running back. If you don't have a right. guard, you can get a guard. If you need a defensive tackle, you can get it. Dude, defensive end is like quarterback. You got to draft them in the first round, and that's where you get them. Because listen, the Trey Hendrickson's of the world, where it's an all-pro, great defense pass rush defensive end that gets you ten sacks. You don't those those guys that you find not in the first round. Those are unicorns. Like you, if you want if you want a good defensive line, you got to invest in first round picks. And the Saints have done it. It just ain't work because Davenport is MIA, Peyton Turner is MIA. So that's right. that's a problem. So, King, what what are you what are your feelings on on the, the rest of the year? Over under six and a half wins. Uh, the way it's looking, uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna have to go under, because just think about just a few choice things. I mean, 
at first, you know, we're ripping on Jameis. Um, and then, you know, now we're suddenly ripping on our defense. So when is, you know, yeah. everything going to add together? And then if you look at the rest of the schedule, I mean, do do we really think we're going to crank out another four wins? I mean, you know. I think, I think, I think, they'll, I think they'll get to seven because you look at Arizona, they're, they're what, is, what is Arizona, two and three. You got Raiders, one and four. You got Pittsburgh, two and four. You got Carolina again. Like, the Rams aren't any good. Like, they're going to win. They're going to they're gonna be in a bunch of ones. They're going to be in probably, you know, they're two and four. They got 11 games left. They're probably going to be in eight one-score games. So, they'll probably win half of them. So, that'll get them to six. But, like, they're going to get – they're going to have a couple games and they're going to get blown out because they're going to turn the ball over a bunch. You know, you know, like right. But, I tell but, you what, like Lamar, murdered them on Monday Night Football. Like Lord have mercy. Is 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 yeah. is Michael Thomas ever going to play? You know, are are, are we ever going to be healthy? You know, that's also something I mean, that kind I, of factors in. I, I would say this. I, I I my hope is Olave is young and he's going to get healthy. With Michael Thomas and Landry, I don't know. Like I, I, I think, I think it's fifty-fifty that we see Michael Thomas for four more weeks. Like his body's just like, and it sucks because he was he went from he was the offensive player of the year, he's best receiver in football. Like his body's just breaking down. But but here's the thing: like in football, like once you hit 28, 29, like most of the time, your body breaks down and you're done. Like most football players, you get them for five to seven years, and that's it. Like even the great, even the good ones, great ones. Like that's just how it goes, you know. So thanks, King. Thanks, King Petty. All right, Appreciate we're gonna it. wrap it up. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up because I gotta get out of here. Uh, El Gunna, what you got for us? Yo, okay. So I think we played well today. I'm not even gonna be down on our team. One of our best games. I think through all this season, everybody had to get a dirty hand. And today was the punter. Nobody expected it. The punter got a dirty hand into the game. We lost it, and we really lost, left Marshawn. Like, we missed the shit out of Marshawn today. Um, Roby, I had no idea that he couldn't tackle as worse as he did today. But he did an awful dog job of tackling. And if Marshawn was there, we probably would have won this game, period. Yeah, I'll go on it. Just like the, the tackling, the tackling oh was atrocious. It was atrocious. He missed the same tackle like three times. He yeah. missed the same tackle three times. I'm like, yo, he's he was bugging. Honey, and thanks, Elgana. And here's the thing. Here's the thing with Honey Badger. I just wonder if he had not signed with the Saints, if he had signed with another team, would he have been like retired in the summer and because i feel like and i appreciate him for it he loves new orleans like teron matthew he loves new orleans it's his home and i think he really really wanted it to work with the saints but i think there's a part of him that was like he felt obligated like he signed with the saints we were so excited for him to be a saint like i felt like there's maybe part of him that was like he wanted to retire but he felt obligated to play for the Saints. And I admire him for it. 
and it's it it breaks my freaking heart to see Honey Badger like that because Honey Badger excited this fan base and excited me personally in a way that this fan base hasn't been excited about a free agent signing in years. We were so pumped up about Honey Badger, and it just hasn't worked. And it's it's sad, and the Saints are two and four, and they're going to Arizona in four days, and they better shake it off. One thing I want to say before we go, we got a ton of people in the room. Support the podcast. If you don't support Saints Happy Hour and you're not a patron, become a patron. We are the best Saints Happy Hour, the best Saints podcast going. Ten dollars a month, you get a podcast every day. You get a a box full of swag. And when the Saints are losing, we have the most fun and the most jokes of anybody. And when the Saints are losing, the jokes is all we got. Please support the show so we can keep doing spaces like this, so we can keep having a great show every time. We've got Thomas in the in, in the in the spaces recording for me. Guys, you gotta support Saints Happy Hour so we can keep doing what we're doing. Please support the show. Go to saintshappyhour.com. Sign up for a month. I guarantee you're going to love it. You're going to love your booze bundle that we're going to send you. So, anyway, the Saints are 2-4. and four. It's misery. But join us on the live stream Monday. We'll access flame. We'll have jokes. We'll drink. We'll get through it. It'll be fine. Guys, until then, the bar is closed.